Episode 134, Go Slow to Improve Fast. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, hey, elite educators, it's Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. I'm loving that you keep coming back for more and more. I know I tell you that every single time, but I just can't believe it. You're really holding tight to that what I call elite status every time that you are perfecting your craft by learning something new, like listening to podcasts. So I'm honored that you value this show enough to learn with me every week. As you've probably guessed, I've learned another lesson, and I can't wait to share it with you. This podcast episode is especially for new teachers as we talk about your transformation from novice to effective educator. I have eight amazing tips you'll want to employ right now, so hang on to the end. Let's reignite your passion and your potential. Are you ready? Here we go. Happy 2018! Another year down. It's always a funny feeling to start a brand new year when the school year calendar doesn't sync up with that. It's a fresh start to, I guess, the second half of a school year. When I taught third grade, my kids matured so much. They came in as babies and they left as many adults. It was just a crazy transformation. And by this point in the year, I started to really see that difference. They were running on autopilot and independent and responsible. And everything I worked so hard to pull out of them was starting to show. I really loved returning to the classroom for part two of every year. That's when the fun happened. That's when the relationships grew. That's when we became so tight. Oh, the memories. I hope the same thing for you. I hope the second half of the year is more rewarding than the first half, less challenging and more enjoyable too. Just look at your kids with a renewed spirit and recognize their transformation. Praise them for their efforts to change and Take hold of their own learning journey and just be proud of your own hard work to get them there. If you haven't thought of a word or a goal for 2018, may it be to just notice and appreciate the fruit of your labor. This job is way too friggin' hard on a daily basis, so the mindset of looking for the small improvements can be enough to get you through the tough days. And speaking of improvement, that leads very nicely into today's topic. It's as if I planned that. The road to improvement can be frustrating. You think it's hard on you as the teacher, you know, watching students in front of you struggle to learn and develop. You know, it's like one step forward, two steps back. Well, it's even harder to be the actual learner, to know your hard work doesn't always produce favorable results. You know, there's setbacks and wasted effort and emotional exhaustion. It all is a cost of learning and trying your best in all that you do. And as a new or newer teacher, you get what this is like because you are going through that right now. College got you all excited to teach and you thought you were all set up for success. And then Day one happened and you're like, holy crap, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm in over my head. Where do I begin? I'm overwhelmed. I'm scared. But then you have days that are fun and exciting and full of great memories. And you're like, okay, I got this. I can do this. I'm good at this. I love this. 
And the journey to improvement is windy and sometimes it's got U-turns and rung turns and you might even run out of gas or get a flat tire and that's the reality of learning. It's not a guaranteed arrival at your destination of choice. I know this kind of sounds like a downer, but it's totally not. So just hang in there with me. The idea for this episode came from a movie I was watching, and two actors were climbing this super steep rock, and the advice of the one mentor climber was, you have to go slow to go fast. And I liked the sound of that. He was right. You know, taking the climb one movement at a time is to do it slowly and carefully, but when you're doing that, you're, you start gaining ground and you get there faster than if you would rush and make mistakes and fall backwards a bit and had to keep fighting. You know, by going slow and steady, you win the race. I mean, you know that. Gotta love the story. The tortoise and the hare will be the tortoise. It's calculated. It's safe. It's full of perseverance. It doesn't get swayed by those passing by at speedy rates. It just stays focused on its own journey. And because of that, they get to where they want to be. And that can be you. You can become an effective teacher in no time. It's going to feel like a slow transformation, just like when you watch your kids change. Sometimes you're just so close to them, you can't even see those subtle changes It'll be hard for you to notice the change in yourself too, especially if you slide back or have a bad day or just an ineffective lesson. But learners are moving forward even when they fail. It teaches you what to try next and how to alter your course. And without that failure, you'd be going the wrong way. So let's talk more about going slow to improve fast. As a mom, I finally get it when people said, oh my God, the days are long, but the years are fast. I never understood. (laughs) How could it be both those things? But it's true. Every day is hard and it's full of challenges and the minutes just tick by and you think bedtime is never going to come. And then you reflect back on the prior year and all that your baby has accomplished and you think, holy cow, that was so fast. Where'd the time go? And so just like that, you know, the daily grind is tedious and never ending, but that's because you're doing some rewarding work. You're transforming a child. But when you look back over the week or the month or the year, you see just how flipping fast it went. And that will be your journey to effectiveness as a teacher, too. It's going to feel like an eternity as you're in it because you're working hard. And when you finally look back at where you started, you're like, dang, look how far I've come. I mean, you've done that before, maybe walking up a hill or a long path. You turn around, you look back at where you began, you think, geez, you know, I've gone so far. But when you're taking those individual steps one right after another, you're in the thick of the work. You're not thinking, you know, (laughs) oh, I've come so far, you're thinking, good God, when will this ever end? So just imagine, you know, those folks on weight loss shows, you know, every second is painful and they're screaming and they're crying and they're hating every step of the transformation. It's hard work. But then at the end of the show, they look back over like some super short period of time, I don't know, like 10 days or something, and they've lost, you know, a million pounds and dress and pants sizes. And they're like, holy cow, how'd that happen? You know, it sucked so bad, but I do it all over again. That's because the reward of the hard work and their gratitude of the moment really outweigh the painful process. Not that becoming a great teacher is painful, but it doesn't always feel, I don't know, like exciting or rewarding. I mean, you're going to have some mediocre mentors and colleagues and parents and students and administrators, and you're going to feel at times like your growth is being stunted by these folks. But 
Just like every setback sets you up for success, so do these not-so-fantastic individuals. In fact, every ineffective mentor I had, I learned to rely on my instinct to reach out to others for help and to really seek other ways of getting help through books and articles and blogs and podcasts. And it just made me a go-getter, a self-improvement guru, a a learner with questions and the fortitude to find answers. So by the lack of a fantastic mentor, I became my best. And that's not to say that, hey, if you have this great mentor, it's not going to be as effective as having a bad one, because I've had great ones too. And those folks had a different impact on me. They inspired me because they loved their job. They inspired me because they had unique ideas and tons of resources to share. They inspired me because they were givers, and those attributes helped me be better, but they also helped me help others in a way I wouldn't have known how to do if it weren't for their example. So whether your mentor is great or not, you'll survive, you'll thrive. So what I'm saying is you are really the determining factor. For every stinky administrator or colleague or whatever, there's going to be a million more that are great, that are going to push you forward to your best. But at the end of the day, it's what's within you that determines your fate. It's not, you know, a magic recipe for the perfect school and the perfect student roster and the perfect parent involvement. Effective teachers blossom in the most unusual of places because it's the imperfect scenarios that water them and help them grow. I mean, you are the source of your strength, your creativity, your determination, your your very own secret weapon. But in order to be your best, you have to be okay with the idea of going slow. You aren't an Olympic swimmer the day you pass your first swim lesson, so you're not going to be an accomplished teacher your first day on the job. But You are an accomplished teacher in the making, and that makes all the difference. It's the journey to greatness that makes you who you are, the teacher you become, the giver you are to others, the example you are to your kiddos. The process is the most important part, so don't rush it. I mean, you can rush and not become your best, or you can take your time and allow greatness to develop. I want you to be okay with what feels like a slow transformation because I promise you it's not. Some days you're going to gain skills faster than others and some days you'll leap and other times you'll step. It's just all part of the game. Whether it's a slow day or a fast day or a backwards day or a fall down day, just remember you are one step closer to stepping into your best and that is worthy of being celebrated. The best new teachers I know are optimistic that they have the talent as it's being cultivated. They show up every day with gusto and ideas and determination to be great. Your mindset and your attitude go so much further than any action you can take. So get your head and your heart right and then put your ideas into action every single day. So let's get to the good stuff. Here are my eight tips to go slow so you can improve fast. Are you ready? Tip number one, research best practices for your population of kids. So in college and in student teaching, you learned, quote unquote, best practices, and you read about theorists and popular educators who employed certain behaviors in the classroom that have proven to be successful. But I'm here to tell you not to count solely on those things, because there are tips and tricks that work for different kinds of students. And I don't want you walking into your first classroom thinking what you learned works for everyone. So ask around to find out what works best with the population you're serving. And it doesn't mean you can't try what you learned, but I want to warn you there might be other tactics out there that work best, and I don't want you to miss out on knowing those things. 
Effective educators are always keeping up to date on changing best practices and meeting the needs of their students. Tip number two, find your own mentor. As I was talking about before, just because you're assigned a mentor doesn't mean they have to be your true mentor. You know, someone that you're going to look up to and confide in and just talk in depth and at length with. Those people can't be magically assigned to you. Those relationships take time to develop. So watch your colleagues. Who has attributes that stand out to you? Who can you see yourself learning from? Who seems to align with your belief systems? These types of questions will help you find someone who will challenge you to become better because they understand you. Y'all are on the same page with your ideals. And this bond will get you through difficult days. So determining your own mentor is a lifesaver. Tip number three, go watch great teaching over and over and over and over and over and over and over. (laughs) Because learning walks, or they have different names, but I call them learning walks, are pretty amazing. If you haven't heard of them, just go to alwayslesson.com and in the search bar, type in learning walks. I've got a blog post. I explain exactly how it works. I'll set you up for success. But I didn't become my best teacher self until the moment I got out of my own classroom for just 10 minutes. I went and watched two different colleagues teach. I learned so much about, let's see, furniture placement, uh, classroom vibe, if that's a thing, technology integration, um, material organization, teacher presence, like all sorts of things. And even though I had been teaching for years at this point, watching those that I admired teach the same type of kids that were in my own class had quite an impact. I learned more about my peers and respected them even more. And I immediately gained ideas for how to improve my own practice and things to just try for fun. And so those 10 minutes were just career changing. From that point on, I continued to find time to go see other teachers teach in my building, in my district, in my and in around my state. It's just the best PD you'll ever have. Tip number four, reflect and revise. So you can't get better if you don't stop to think about how things are going. And when you specifically name aspects of your teaching that aren't working, and then you develop a plan of action for how to actually, for how to improve them, you'll you're going to remain stagnant. Reflection is more than just, you know, idly thinking about your day. It's journaling a T-chart of what went well and what didn't. And the didn't side gets extra attention because you have to brainstorm new tactics. And then you update the same T-chart as you make tweaks to your instructional practices. And over time, this piece of paper, this T-chart becomes your recipe of success. So take the time daily to do this right on your own lesson plans. Tip number five, set your own goals. Just because your district has a rubric that they're going to grade your performance on doesn't mean those have to be your own goals too. It does mean you have to at least meet those requirements, but you can dream bigger and more specifically for yourself. So don't get caught up in that rubric. Just ask yourself, what kind of teacher do I want to be? What do I want to try? What do I want to achieve? For me, I really wanted to deliver PD to my peers and I wanted to help new teachers through mentorship. I learned how to align my goals to my district's goals, but it was important that I decided what I wanted first so that I was motivated to then meet the district goals. So dream big for yourself. Tip number six, reward the smallest of steps. 
My family, and I've talked about this before, has a You Are Special Today red plate that we break out for any sort of achievement or accomplishment or celebration. And it's important you have a ritual for yourself, even if you never tell anyone what it is and why you're celebrating or how you celebrate. You know, maybe when you deliver a lesson plan without having to hold it in your hand and stare at it and read from it, because you've just practiced it ahead of time, you know, forwards and backwards, maybe you go get your favorite iced coffee to start your day sometime that week. Or maybe when you finally pull your small groups for the appropriate amount of time with the appropriate amount of support, you go get that high calorie savory dessert. Or maybe the moment you get your first compliment from a colleague or administrator, you treat yourself to, I don't know, like a quick getaway weekend, whatever the mini goal, whatever the celebration, don't forget to acknowledge all the many steps that are forward progress because progress is the ongoing reward of your hard work and it should never be ignored. Tip seven, find your tribe. You need a support around you. Folks you can lean on, who get what you're going through, who can sympathize with your late nights and piles of ungraded papers and looming deadlines, whatever. Whether it's other new teachers on your grade level or in your school or district, just find your peeps. Online Facebook groups are great for this. If you listen a few weeks back, I was talking about a new teacher Facebook group I created, so feel free to join it. So you have a group of people going through the same things you are, whom you can rely on and even share your own tips and tricks. I'll even put it in the show notes if you want to grab the link. However you find your tribe, they are going to be your greatest asset on your journey. So take time to find those people. Lastly, tip eight, give back to others. Don't forget how you got to your level of excellence. People willingly gave to you, whether it was strategies or ideas or even physical materials. Those folks poured into your bucket of talent, helping you amp up your game. And the same should be for you and how you add value to those around you. And you don't only have to give back to people who have taught for less time than you. You can give back to anyone because we all have different talents. So just make sure that you are a giver too. No one just likes takers. They like the give and take process. That's the relationship building part. So make sure you take time to give. All right, those eight tips are going to help you improve quickly over time. So I'll say them again. One, research best practices. Two, find your own mentor. Three, watch great teaching. Four, reflect and revise. Five, set your own goals. Six, reward yourself. Seven, find your tribe. And eight, give back. So next time you have a less than stellar day or you see other new teachers getting rave reviews and tons of praise, Just remind yourself that greatness takes time and you want long-term greatness, not just one moment in the sun. Sand and polish your talent daily and one day it'll shine brighter than you ever imagined. You are an effective educator the moment you decide to be in your thoughts, in your feelings, and in your actions. All right, Elite Educators, that's a wrap for this week's podcast on embracing your journey of novice teacher to expert educator. It's a slow race with a big win waiting just for you. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. This podcast is a member of the Education Podcast Network, a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. 
All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com for more details.